The podcast where we talk about a movie we can't remember very well. Pizzas and salads are involved. Candy corn. We come back after watching the movie and talk about how it's changed us. My name is Dan. This is Molly. I'm also Dan. And I'm Beth. And our episode this Halloween season Ooh. is Ghostbusters. Spooktober. Don't sue us, uh, Huey Lewis. <laughs> Ray Parker Jr. or Huey Lewis or the news. Well, yeah. yes. Definitely don't want to be sued by the news. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you mean the band or the actual news industry? <laughs> oh, either, really. Oh, I mean, that's true. Mm-hmm. But especially the band. And we should clarify, we're talking about the original Ghostbusters. Yes. That came out in... Ghostbusters 1, the penis one. The penis one. What? What? Starring four penises. (laughs) What? Uh, Busted makes me feel good. No. Oh, damn. Uh, The worst. But also high five. That was really good. Uh, <laughs> the the version of me that used to watch this movie all the time would have absolutely gone for that joke and loved it so much. Yep. When he was old enough to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Ghostbusters one, the movie that uh, by sh- completely by accident uh, ruined internet culture decades after it was made <laughs> for like yep. a year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait, why? Uh. Really? No, oh, sure. really. Let's, I don't know what you're talking about. Should we just dive right into it? Remake. I mean, um, wait, is this because of the remake issue? Yes. yes. So it wasn't an issue. Oh, okay, I get that. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I thought there was something else. No, I just, thought it was like with like the marshmallow man. Memes no, or it was just like by 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 dint of its. Is that the right way to say that? I've never actually said that out loud before. Dint. By its very existence, it somehow empowered an entire subculture of toxic people to decide that this was like the death of culture. Because someone had <laughs> dared to take what was essentially a f- bunch of comedy friends making a weird movie together mm-hmm. and doing it again was somehow a stab in the back to American <laughs> something. Or Here's what you manliness. don't understand, Dan. Ghostbusting, yes, you. Specifically you. Yeah. Ghostbusting is a man's job. Oh, I see. <laughs> And women are incapable of busting ghosts. Well, I mean, you got to be able to lift that proton pack, and you yeah, you know our centers of gravity are different. Femton uh, packs. Some <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't understand why in the remake they didn't have pink uh, suits. And yeah, I also because the tool aisle. I know, you know women's tools are pink. Yeah, because anytime that I need to use a hammer, I know the pink one will be light enough for me to to swing. Right. Yes. Because otherwise. Your frail, womanly arms would just snap. It would just fall right off. (laughs) (laughs) Not even just by trying, thinking about picking up a real hammer. And how could you hold babies with no arms? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Anyway, uh, this movie, Ghostbusters 1, is probably nowhere near as horrible as you might think it is because of the way 
we talked about this in the Big Lebowski episode recently, just like people oh. outside of the movie have now made it harder to think positively about it. I, I just, I, I feel like I just wasn't in that current. Like, I think it just went right past me. You're just not uh, on the internet for... Originally? Yeah. Or the... Oh, wait, yeah, what are we talking controversy about? Controversy with the remake, or... Yeah, what are you the about? controversy with the remake. I sort of heard that there was controversy, and I thought, oh, that sounds dumb. And then I moved on with my life. Like, oh. I, I have no immersion right in so it. So, you, yeah, you managed it really well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Where yeah. I scrolled through all of the comments and just got so mad. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Because I think I saw this movie in the theater. I also like, wait the original. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Nineteen. Ooh. Eighty-three, eighty-five, eighty-seven. I don't know. Wow, that's a range. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say eighty-four. I'm gonna say eighty-six. I'm gonna say eighty-eight. I should write these down. Are you gonna write down all of Molly's or just pick one? I'll say eighty-five. Okay. Best bet. This movie was made before I was born. Oof. And wow. I didn't really, um, I didn't watch it as a kid, uh, so I didn't see it until recently, as can an I, adult for the first time. Can I ask Beth if you do you recall like actively avoiding it because you thought it would be spooky because it was ghosts, or you know, it just that's never probably, was in your? It's probably part of it because. I don't like scary movies, but Ghostbusters is not really scary. Um, but I watched the cartoon when I was a kid. Oh, hell okay. yeah. And it was like one of those situations, it was much like Beetlejuice, like the relationships in the cartoon don't match the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Like in Beetlejuice, 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 Beetlejuice. No. <laughs> too many times. <laughs> he uh, is friends with, um, why can't I think of her name? Winona Ryder's character? Yeah, what's her... Clarissa uh, Dan's right. Daphne, I don't know. Larissa. Lydia. Lydia, yes. The tattooed lady. Yes. What? She doesn't have a tattoo. What? Oh, that's a Mark's Brothers song. Wow. Oh, I'm a dummy. Okay, so... Oh, oh can we go back to that? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not a not. dummy. That was a weird reference, and... Yes. Dan's the weirdo there, right? Exactly. <laughs> Lover yeah, film. yeah. All the things that we're saying that are mean should be directed at Dan, <laughs> right? So, am I, am I teaming up correctly? Yes. yes. In the Beetlejuice cartoon, Lydia yes. and Beetlejuice are friends. Yeah. In Ghostbusters, Slimer's like part of the pack, and yeah, he's, he's like kind of like their dog. Yeah, I was just gonna say that he's like their animal friend. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whereas so, in the movie, he's just like he's this like, like weird. Floating chaos bean. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's, and he's not really like, um, I mean, he's not like a major part of the story. He's kind of like the first big thing, like scene that you see. And then he shows up at the end as you drive the car at the end. I think Slimer's like the the Boba Fett of Ghostbusters. Okay. That's really good. Yeah. Because he is like not that important, but looks cool. And people yep. really latched onto like him. Like latched onto his design, yeah. yeah. And he's the first He's the first and the last you see, so he sort of bookends it. Ooh, um, I want to change my year to 1983. Mm. And the reason is I remember the movie coming out and I remember the song being on the radio yeah. constantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I think by the time the cartoon came out, I was just too old to care mm. about it. So that's why I think, because um, oh, just for our listeners, there is a 16-year age difference between me and Beth. So Beth wasn't born yet, and I was probably between like 
eight or ten, probably yeah. when it first came yeah. out. But of course, so. canonically, we are all thirty-five. Yes. Oh yes, sorry. Yeah, yes, absolutely. It's just a sixteen-year difference between those two. Yes. Thirty-five. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That. I mean, exactly. Um, real quick uh, side note for the teens. Um, who may not be aware of the song controversy because it's mildly interesting and teens know your history of film so but that also, you who cares? are not doomed to repeat it. <laughs> yeah, actually, who cares? I got <laughs> bored by my own introduction to a story <laughs> that's not any better. Look it up. Wait, I don't know. What you're t- I'm a teen now. I don't know oh, what you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> we got a 35-year-old teen in the house. All right. So, um, Beth, put that cigarette down. <laughs> the uh, producers of this movie really wanted Huey, Louie, and the news. <laughs> Huey, Louie, Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Lewis and the news. Huey, Louie, and Dewey, the famous duck triplets. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> to make uh, the theme song for this, and I believe he slash they said no. Mm-hmm. So they hired Ray Parker Jr., and he made essentially a pastiche of a Huey, Louie, Nui song. <laughs> um, and then Huey and or the news sued them. And I don't remember how that worked out, making this story even worse. Than I also don't remember how it ends. <laughs> it's a teaser. No, it's a cliffhanger. Google it. And this is why we were talking about the news suing us at the top. Yes. Correct. Oh, because we it. sang the theme song. Fun fact I about see. that song. Yes. Uh, hmm. That is entirely only related to me. Uh, I had the soundtrack of this movie on cassette tape, maybe even on vinyl. I don't remember. And I listened to that Ray Parker song, uh, I would guess, interminably from the perspective of my parents. (laughs) Uh, I listen to the song, I dance around, I jump on my little trampoline. Uh, We we were big Ghostbusters heads in my house. Now, did you dress as a ghost That's for correct. Halloween? Uh, my mother uh, handmade us Ghostbuster jumpsuits for Halloween one year, and it was awesome because yeah. we already had the Proton Pack toy, so we were cool. like legit. Just we were legit ice. GB when we were uh, walking around our neighborhood that Halloween. It was awesome. I definitely danced to that song as a kid. A How lot. can you not? Am I right? I'm pretty that sure. Lizzo's good as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Are you saying it's like the equivalent? No, it's Lizzo's just going to sing. That's see. a song she wrote and sang, right? Yes. Yes. But I did have... she steal it from Huey Lewis in the News? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I I'm sure a... Huey Lewis's brand of music was uh, stolen from black people. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but not Lizzo specifically, because she maybe was not alive. Oh, I don't think Correct. she was even I don't think she was alive. <laughs> Lizzo, tweet at us. Yeah. Are you... No. Oh, my God. Don't tweet us. No, this is our introduction to Lizzo. I love Lizzo. She's my hero. You don't want her to tweet at us then? I do want her to tweet us, but not right. ever. Lizzo dumb. Molly does not want. We're to literally <laughs> only asking her to tell us if she was alive when Ghostbusters came out, which I'm pretty sure we already know the answer to. Yeah. Um. I thought we were asking her to tweet at us uh, with commentary about how white people stole rock and roll. Oh, no. I'm not asking her to do that work. No, okay. certainly not. I mean, right. if she wants to share that with us, that's fine. Sure. I don't but... want to restrict her in what she can tweet at us. Yeah, Dan. Jesus. <laughs> Why are you mad at me? <laughs> I don't know. This is Beth's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. You started this podcast <laughs> six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see. No, right. he it really is my fault. And the Dewey is suing us. <laughs> the Dewey is suing. Wow. In the news. You guys, it's been a week. And, <laughs> sure has. Uh, it's Friday night. Not to DJF. date this podcast. 
but I guess that's not dating at all. <laughs> it's Friday night, just so you know. Yep. Hey, it's Friday night somewhere. <laughs> Am I right? We recorded this podcast. And uh, we talked beforehand that we should feel okay to go off on tangents, so... I think I've subconsciously embraced that, <laughs> and I'm apologizing right now if you're a huge Ghostbusters fan or like, when are they going to talk about? Oh yeah, okay, let's talk about some real Ghostbusters things. Okay. Uh, also, One. we're talking about the real Ghostbusters because that's a whole thing with the cartoon. They had to call oh, it the real right. Ghostbusters because there was another cartoon with a gorilla in it for some reason. Oh, okay, was it the Grape Ape? Oh, I don't think it was Grape Ape. No. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what I liked about this movie is what? it had Dan Aykroyd uh, in it. Who else is your favorite? In it. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to get us back on track. Okay, Jeez. let's just maybe talk about some cast members like Sigourney Weaver. Oh uh, yeah, in it. Uh, yeah. Dan's bet Sigourney Weaver is gonna fucking crush it in this the movie. The Weave crushes. Yep. Rick Moranis crushes. Yes, he definitely yep. crushes. Bill Murray crushes. Crushes. Yes. Sure. I mean, he also, murrays it up. Yeah. Also, he's a creep. Dan's bet. Bill Murray's creep. In oh, the, in, the, in, the, in the movie or in, in real the movie. life? Oh, but also maybe the movie is what I'm talking about. Google right. it. I don't know. I won't weigh in on whether or not he's a creep in real life because yeah. I don't know enough. Yeah. At this time. Right. Yes, he's definitely a like. This is definitely one of those movies. This is okay. This is the era of movie comedies. Where it was literally like, what if Bill Murray and Harold Ramis were horn dogs, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my god! In this case, because Harold Ramis is playing like the super nerd character, yeah. he is not allowed to be a horn dog because you know Science. he's a, he's a nerd. Horn. So only Bill Murray is a horn dog in this movie. Well, mm. let's not forget that Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> what? Really? I forgot about yes, that. Yes, but. I mean that can be that we that might be a second half thing because that might go into a whole conversation about consent. <laughs> oh <laughs> so. man! Uh, I remember Annie Potts. Oh, crushes, crushes definitely. Uh, crushes. Is she the um, receptionist? What, what do we call Molly? Receptionist. Okay. Okay. As much as this movie is about, like, here are I don't know, like male comedians that you're all aware of. Look at them in a movie together. How fun! Like the women in this movie, fucking so good. Yep. I mean, I think it's just those two, two yeah. honestly. But ooh, uh, back to Wallace test question mark. I'm gonna mm. give an optimistic yes. You think so? I have some vague, very vague memory of Sigourney Weaver talking to somebody else who's a woman. <sighs> isn't she doing like... science at the end? What? Doesn't she do science at the end? In the isn't she working on some science? Doesn't she do science? Yes. Yeah. Like, like, like a lady. A, Violinist or something. But at, yeah, at the I end, she was it, a, oh, I thought it was a cellist. She's a che- oh, Molly. Yeah, I think that's right. I think <laughs> you're right. No, I think you're right. I might be confusing the the original Ghostbusters with the new Ghostbusters yeah, because isn't there a point where Sigourney Weaver like walks into the fire station or whatever and is like, "I'm doing science now." I'm doing science. Like now. in the movie, like her cameo is, "I'm doing science now." Like Wait, she's in the lab? I don't in remember. In the remake? I think they I all remember. showed up in the remake, yeah. I don't remember. I also don't remember. Tweet I at us. I don't remember that from the original. I'll say that. Yeah, definitely. No, but she's, I, I don't remember a lot. So. Lizzo, tweet at us. Yeah, tweet, Lizzo, <laughs> tell us if Sigourney Weaver is in Give the us, new Ghostbusters yeah, movie. Send us like a Vimeo link or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, is Lizzo the new Channing Tatum? <laughs> sure. Holy shit. Um. Yeah, I think Sigourney Weaver is a cellist. I'm gonna double Dan on that bet, Molly, because I feel like I recall her like carrying one around. 
at some point in the yeah. movie. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I it's, think so. it's it's a big string. Duh. <laughs> Instruments. Yep. I just remember her writhing around a lot in this movie. Yep. Oh yeah, she's yeah. The there's a lot of writhing. Gatekeeper. Okay. Rick Ramsey is a key master, which are references to their genitalia. What? We, we know that. Oh. I just I never realized that. You did blow my mind. <laughs> I watched this movie a lot as a child. Let me yeah. remind you. I have not seen it all that often as an adult. Yeah. So oh, she floats above the bed, three feet above the bed. I think that's the line that Bill Murray says. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when she's like the sex demon right? <laughs> to bring forth the other demons. Real demons. She right. rides around. Because the building, the apartment building she's in is actually shaped like a radio tower. It's like a for, radio tower for, for ghost supernatural ghosts. Ooh, signals fun stuff. fact. That mm. building, the exterior of that building is in Philadelphia, Ooh. where I previously lived and still technically work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've walked by it many times. Great story. Wow. Leave it in. <laughs> what do you, I'm going to throw this out to the pod. Yeah. What do you what? think? happens in this movie so far like we just really can run you so far all we are sure about in this movie in terms of story is that ghosts have sexual sexual encounters of people yeah well the first thing we know is that there's a library that's haunted right i remember really wanting to go to that library the librarian crushes she does she's only in like two scenes and she's great yeah Mm -hmm. and they leave behind ectoplasma Right, ectoplasm. Plasma. plasma. I'm gonna mm. say plasm. plasm. Ectoplasm. Mm-hmm. Um, and some nerds are called to investigate, and eventually <laughs> they turn into the Ghostbusters. And at first they're vilified, and then they're heroes. And there's a dance sequence. So that's pretty much it. There's a dance sequence. I think the dance. Isn't there? I think you're thinking that of the might remake. be in the new one. <laughs> there's definitely a dance sequence. In I mean, the there's new definitely one. a dance sequence yeah. in the new one. Yeah. Okay. They're okay. T- oh, fun. That's fun. Nice. This is the '80s and. No one's really thinking that hard about it. Uh, thing about this movie, the main antagonist in this movie is from the EPA. That's right. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, Classic uh, <laughs> government overreach. Dweeby bad guy character. Is he the? I don't think he's even that Ferris dweeby. Principal Bueller. He, I think he's a guy we'll recognize. I don't remember if it's that guy. Regrets bet it's the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Great. I'd like to change. Your year? year again <laughs> Jesus. to 87. Whoa. Wow. No, 86. You went from 83 to 87. You did in your opening salvo, you did say 83, 5, and 7, and now you have slowly revisited each year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is hard. Okay, 86, and I'm going to try to stay. Okay. What? Because uh-huh. I remember my sister and her friends quoting a Saturday Night Live sketch about Ghostbusters. Ah. And so... And they were allowed to watch it in the year. They were allowed to watch it, and then it would have been overlap with the time my sister was home and I was home. I'm just doing some math here. Great. I think... I don't know. I'm I'm sticking with... I'm going to stick with it for as long as... Until we go to break. Or later in this podcast. (laughs) Um, My child... My five-year-old child mm-hmm. um, enjoys this movie quite a lot, but oh. we just watch the ghost parts. Interesting. Oh. Doesn't doesn't make it a very long viewing <laughs> experience. <laughs> it's like Slimer yeah. and then the Marshmallow Man and some of the dogs, the demon dogs, um, which to Quetzbet, those look real corny. Oh, the now. puppets? Like corn yeah. dogs? 
Yeah, the corn dogs. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah uh, I'm going to glom onto that bat and say that uh, the main demon. Uh, yeah. Or Gozer? Gozer? I don't remember. One of them uh, looks like they're wearing like a rejected costume for like a backup dancer for like a Flaming Lips video. <laughs> or, sure. <laughs> yeah. But, or like, yeah, low rent David Bowie. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, I remember thinking that that character was super cool as a kid because they have a spooky voice and shoot lightning out of their hands. Yeah. Is this too far of a reach to say that there's sort of a um, gender non-binary character and presented as such, but not in a, like a weird, gross way? Yeah. Like I think you would it, expect in the 80s? I think it is presented as... I feel like there's some line that basically says, like, it's just going to take a form, or they all just take forms, right? Because the dogs take other forms, too, sometimes, or whatever. And I think it's... I don't know if any of them ever... I mean, okay, Dan's... This is going to be my Bill and Ted disappointing moment. There is a chance that at one point they'll say, like, light this bitch up or something, and just decide that they're... Because it's played by a woman, or a female-identifying... Or female presenting actor, I guess. I mean, they're wearing an insane costume, so who knows? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my disappointment bet. Sure. Is that even though the demon is not actually gendered, they will gender them in a uh, aggressive and antagonistic way. I have a question. Yes. Is the "Don't Cross the Streams" thing mm. in the movie? Don't cross the streams because. Uh, it causes electrical current problem, right? Is Don't Cross the Streams also about peeing? I think that came from this, right? Yeah. Okay. That's I, what I was wondering, is which came first? I mean, I'm. this movie was made soon around the time I was born, so there could be a good chance that it was already a thing. Yeah. Whenever I would um, play swords in college, we would say Don't in Cross college, the Streams. In college? I'm sorry? Played swords? Like, wait... Go into that. Yeah, what? Let's, let's go into that. <laughs> oh, this is so, about the movie Ghostbusters. This is about the movie Ghostbusters. <laughs> say you are, um, say you're 21, okay. but you're okay. actually 19. Teens, don't listen to this. Um, and you um, are making poor beverage choices in your life. <laughs> Got it. And then you and your friends have to urinate, but you don't want to go inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you pee next to each other, mm-hmm. and then to have fun, you play swords with your pee streams, and you say, don't cross the streams, and then uh, you go back to the party. But What? You, don't you have to cross the streams in order to simulate a sword fight? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of the joke. I mean, the joke is don't cross the streams, but then you do cross the streams. Because you're pretending that your stream of urine is a blade. Yes, but also, I guess, a proton stream. Right. What? So, do you want to know more? No. I mean, if I, we I we can dive into the somehow we could know less, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes it less weird if you also play with the pee, <laughs> huh. right? I guess yeah. Once you're at the moment where you yeah, it would be weirder if you were seriously peeing right next to each other. And just crossing the streams the whole time and not <laughs> acknowledging it, and not acknowledging it or joking around. Right. Well, is it like, is it just, is it hard to not cross the streams? Like, could you just not? 
feel like you I mean, I think I would argue it's very of... easy to not cross streams. Yeah, I mean, it's the <laughs> easiest thing effort. in the world not to uh, pee together. Right. Okay. Like it is almost. It it's takes almost, more effort. <laughs> like it's hard to not. What am I trying to say? It would actually be challenging to accidentally do it. Yeah. Right. right? But when you're 21 and, you're and have had a lot of Mountain Dew, choices. Code Red. Um, or whatever it is that you're drinking as a 21-year-old, your right. sophomore year in college. Right. You um, just think that's real funny. Yeah. Okay. And also maybe your motor skills are compromised because of all the sugar from the Mountain Dew Code the Red. Sugar Mountain Dew Code Red. Mm. And so um, maybe you are like not as stable and steady in your... Yeah. But it's also, I guess, oh. a way to bond yeah. with you other know, men. I am just thinking of all the 19 or 21-year-old boys who absolutely left me heartbroken, mm-hmm. and this is what they were doing? Yeah, think this about that. This is who they really oh, were? Wait. No, this I is mean, actually, I, yeah. I don't know if I ever, like, broke up with a woman to go do this, <laughs> because I, I mean, in part because I wasn't getting into relationships, maybe because I was I mean, playing swords too much. I mean, <laughs> I think Molly has a good point, though, and I would like yep. to I'd like to take us on to like formally advise our teens listening, <laughs> yeah, like teens, uh, particularly teens who are uh, going for cis dudes. <sighs> Any time that like, what? Oh, it's my apologies to them. Going for them, yes. First of all, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but because and sorry because just remember, like as much as you might be like pining for one of them. Or they broke your heart. Just remember how like stupid and disgusting they really yeah. are. They probably yeah. got a campus map and have been checking off the buildings on campus <gasps> to try to pee on every single one by the time they graduate <laughs> or something equally ludicrous. How close did you get? And like maybe they succeeded oh. by going to the off-campus boathouse their senior year <laughs> just to do that. So um, this is this is actually a under, this actually helps me understand how you did that AFI 100 <laughs> low key subterfuge because like Do you clearly not can commit he can commit AFI 100 he can to commit. peeing on every building on campus. I'm doing. Uh, I'm there are, yeah, doing there that. are more films on the AFI 100 than there are buildings at my. <laughs> but that was like your warm up. That was like your mental warm up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The B. P B And you know I almost didn't ask. I almost didn't bring it up, but I'm really <laughs> glad I did. Forty three. <laughs> Beth, leave <laughs> this in, cut out the part we talk about the movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the movie Ghostbusters. Yeah. These are Dan's bet, uh Winston is just a dude looking for a job and is not actually like a paranormal guy. Right. Yeah. Right? He's just like a, a working man who's just looking for employment and they need another guy to swing around the proton gun. Mm-hmm. Wait, is Winston is Ernie Hudson? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was sad at how late in the movie he showed up when I watched it. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I wish he was like part of the crew at the beginning. Well, he was, fun fact, he that character was originally supposed to be Eddie Murphy. Oh. And uh, I think one of the other Ghostbusters was supposed to be Belushi. And that was the original plan. And then that didn't happen for two very different reasons. Uh, and then I think they just kind of rewrote the whole script. And maybe because they weren't like, oh, it's my good friend Eddie doing this. They were just like, well, now we're not writing the character for Eddie. 
So maybe they kind of like cut some of that out, like cut more of that character out of the script or something. And I think, hashtag DuckDuckGoIt, I think Ernie Hudson had a bad experience with this movie. Oh, no. I don't think he was treated well. Oh, no. Oh, no. He was in the second one. Yeah. But I hope he got paid. Maybe I'm making that up. Well, he doesn't, there's not a lot of joy in the performance. I'll say that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that was part of the character. Yeah. Is that the character wasn't, like, geeking out in the same way that his colleagues were. Yeah. Yeah. He's a real New Yorker who just takes it on the chin, but is also like, you guys, this is nuts. There are ghosts everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jaquette's bet. Good New Yorker moments. This is, like, oh, dirty New York sure. City. Yeah. Pizza. Throwing things out of windows. That sort of New York. Do you uh, think there will be a hot dog cart? Yes. Oh, Ooh. great bet. Yes. Yes. Oh, I bet ghosts will come out of that hot I dog cart. I double Dan hard on that bet. Yeah. I specifically yeah. bet uh, when all the ghosts are going bananas in mm-hmm. town. Uh, oh, you get it comes kit. out with all the hot dogs in its mouth. Oh, I, mean, I was nice. going to say that. Well, it's oh. too bad. Uh, maybe. Wow. Thank you maybe for making space. Add some, just some of my comedy style is um, leaving space for <laughs> laughter. <laughs> but no, that's fine. Yep. Yeah, there's a ghost that has hot dogs in its mouth. It's yep. Slimer. Oh, that's is a fun Slimer fact. Is Slimer a ghost? Yes, Slimer's they're all. Ghost. I mean, they're all. They're all. Ghosts. I thought it was a poltergeist. I mean, poltergeist a type of ghost, right? I well, feel like in this movie, ghost in German. I can't oh. remember. Whoa, poultry ghost. What's poultry? <laughs> yeah, what's a poulter ghost? Chicken ghost? I, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> Is it a chicken ghost? <laughs> oh God, I hope so. It's like a chupacabra for Germans. Yeah, I hope so. God, I hope that's right. Um, yeah, I feel like ghosts are sort of just the catch-all in this movie for like all of these supernatural creatures because like the dogs. And low rent David Bowie and the marshmallow, I think, are specifically presented as like these like otherworldly demonic forces rather than just ghosts. But I feel like ghost is sort of their yeah. catch all term. Yeah. For just like things not of this realm. Yep. Marshmallow at the end is iconic. Agreed. Good job. Uh, There's Hank yeah. Crestorn. Oh, absolutely Hank Crestorn. Yeah. Puppets and costumes. Puppets. Okay, oh. so it's is it the Michelin Man? No, but <laughs> okay, it's close. A different. It's Stay very, puffed. Stay puffed. Stay puff. Yeah, they both have Stay soft, puff. curvy bodies. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead. Yep. Uh, ooh, dance bat. The Marshmallow Man is gonna look pretty good because it's supposed to look corny already. So you can kind of be like, "Yeah, that's fun." Yeah. Right. I see a little sailor hat. Big yeah. sailor hat. So cute. Yeah, big sailor hat. Um, big sailor I just want to mention that they are still selling Halloween costumes for infants for the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Wow. Oh. Staying power. Staying power. Uh, yeah, babies got soft curves too. Makes yeah. sense. I mean, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is basically just like a giant walking baby that is also like the harbinger of the apocalypse or whatever. <laughs> yeah. In this movie. <laughs> it's it's very well done monster design. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Comedy monster. But Do it's uh, Molly's bet. It's Dan Aykroyd's fault. Dan Aykroyd's character's fault. I accept and double Dan on that. I bet. also accept the bet. Speaking of comedy designs, this movie is ostensibly a comedy. Do we mm. think it will hold up? Since we have talked before, sometimes comedies don't hold up in terms of being a comedy. Like whether it's like the effects hold up or like it's still kind of cool, like the concept is cool. 
That's I'm a good gonna say question. it holds up fifty percent. Okay. I think that's a good percentage because, like I, I said, I I didn't see it until recently. Like I would say a couple years ago, I saw it for the first time, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, like it was good. I wasn't like that was the funniest thing or the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I remember. I feel, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, which I feel like a lot of people that I had talked to prior to that are like, you haven't seen Ghostbusters? Right. Oh, yeah. It's real one of those. So much. It is one of those. And I remember, like, as a kid, I really enjoyed it, but I mostly just liked I thought it was cool, right? Like, I had, like, the action figures and I watched the cartoon. And, like, so many of the jokes probably just, like, completely flew over my head. Like, some of it was funny because it's just kind of goofy, you know, goofy and, like, pratfally and stuff. I remember seeing it in maybe college and thinking like, oh, this movie's actually funny. And I was actually surprised at how much of an actual like comedy it was instead of just like wackadoo ghost stuff. But now I'm wondering, as a 35-year-old uh, uh, who has now like sort of done enough of his own comedy to have stronger opinions about comedy, if this will hold up for me. Because like this is definitely, again, of that era of just like Bill Murray is just a horn dog. But also that is that era also overlaps with just the air of like Bill Murray is the character Bill Murray, right? Where like he had Mm. this very specific shtick that he was doing on like SNL that he was then doing in a lot of his earlier movies because that's what people like, you know, that's what people paid to see. Hey, let me see Billy Murray doing the Murray stuff. So like I wonder how much that'll still be funny or how much it'll just be like grading because it's just like, oh, there's just a character actor like just being a character. Yeah. I also like the fifty percent bet. I mm-hmm. think it. I think it'll win on just Bill Murray's energy, mm-hmm. which is like he's charming, but maybe the jokes don't work as well as they did. Right. Like you can just tell that his comedy presence yeah. is legendary, even if it's like not working as well as it used to. Yes. Um, and, and then I, I think Harold Ramis is going to actually hold up the best. I agree. Of just like being very deadpan. Great straight man. Yeah. And I've never really liked Dan Aykroyd. Sorry, I know he's your favorite, Molly. He's really not. I don't know what. It was just the first thing that came to my head. Like, I think he might be my least favorite. Uh, Molly's bet he's my least favorite. Okay, this is just like the year that it released now. You're just jumping all over the place. (laughs) No, but it's (laughs) it's true. He is my least favorite. I think I'll like Annie Potts a lot. I agree. I think she's going to be fucking just charming and just so delightful. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think she'll be a real breath of fresh air. Uh, and um, yeah, I think we've we've will crush. Hashtag we will crush. Yeah, WWWJD. One more Molly's bet is I think you I changed remember. The year. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> 1978. Oh, wow. <laughs> just kidding. Um I remember when I watched this movie being bored silly by all of the fighting at the end. Mm. With the ghosts and the struggle back and forth, because it felt a little bit like watching Rocky or something where you know how it's going to end. So mm-hmm. I didn't feel any real sense of danger or worry about any of the characters. And it just seemed like it took a long time. Sure. And I probably didn't care for any of the sexual stuff. <laughs> so I probably still won't. So yeah, I have Molly's bet, I will be giving it like a four and it will plummet by at least a point or two by the end. I didn't mean to. Are you jumping on the ratings? I just, that's where my brain went. No, she's betting on what she's going to rate. Yeah, I'm betting on what's going to happen. What the experience, it's clearly just a regular normal bet about what I'm going to experience while watching this movie. So, what rating, what rating scale should we do now that you have given us a preview into what your ratings will be? (laughs) Um, 
I think we're going to base this on poultry geists. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's not and it'll poultry be a s- ghosts. Poultry geists. Poultry geists. Yep. yep. Um, okay. I. We have to do it. We yep. have to yeah. ask for clarification. Are yep. these um, the ghosts of dead chickens, or are these ghosts that terrorize poultry? I guess generally. Oh, they they are poultry. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they are the spirit of fowl. Mm-hmm. Who have remained on this plane? Spirits most yes. foul. Am I right? Ah. Spirits most foul. You are right. And Thank they you. torment farmers. Whoa. Okay. Great. So it's except. like the movie Chicken Run, except they're ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mel Gibson. Chicken, still in you it. better run. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> awesome. I love it. And it's poultry geists. Geists. Poultry yes. geists. Okay. Great. Um. Yeah, I I have stated my concerns earlier in the show, but I did absolutely love this movie growing up. Like I watched it so many times, and I thought it was super cool. And then I remember the last time I watched it, I still enjoyed it. But man, this podcast and just the, those harsh twenty twenty eyes have really made it harder for me to like just like movies without thinking about it anymore. Um, so I'm not gonna go full cowardly three. I'm going to say. I'm gonna say there. I am being, I am, I am being visited by four poultry geists this <laughs> night. <laughs> um, Beth. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We've been doing this for six years. It is hard. You have to picture the table where we would be yep. recording it if we weren't yep. in different okay. locations. Okay. For the record, I did also have to do that, but I did it <laughs> quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I think I will like it okay. I think I'll, (laughs) I think it will be a three poultry geist type movie for me. Mm -hmm. I think it will be entertaining, but not as entertaining as I want it to be. Great. Um, I am also going to be a chicken about my rating. (laughs) I get it. And give it a three. I, um, as this movie was coming up, I was finding myself, Excited to record, of course, with my five moon friends, uh-huh. but also not <laughs> excited to watch this movie and mm. having to think like, why is that? Like, I love this movie, but why am I not excited to watch it? Um, and I think it's because it just maybe I've seen the ghost parts a lot recently <laughs> um, or all the reasons <laughs> Beth and Dan said of just like, it's kind of uh, just OK now. Um and I'm a little sad about that. I'm grieving for my fe- my past love that has now died and is terrorizing farmers. <laughs> <laughs> if I nailed the metaphor. I mean, you definitely nailed something. Yep. <laughs> Molly, uh, you gave it a four, so I guess we'll just move on. What? No. She no. bet that she would give it a four. Okay. I, no, and you know what? I thought about it, um, and I'm going to give it a 3.5. Obligatory which half of the poltergeist? Uh, the head. Because yeah. that's the funniest half. Terrifying. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Head gets, yeah. neck gets wrung, and then ghost chicken head. Oh, yeah. That yep. makes sense. Yeah. Yep. A chicken um, with its head cut off. That's yeah. a saying. That is, that's pretty brutal. I probably should. Well, I guess it's scary and spooky because it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll just go with that. But also funny. Oh, yeah. Also hilarious. 
That's like a rubber funny. chicken. Oh, maybe it should have been a rubber chicken. Too late. Poultry, <laughs> Too late. Poultry guys. Okay, well, uh, make up your own comedy at home, listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of optimism, and I hope I'll end up at a 4. I'm, I don't want to be a gloomy Gus. Mm-hmm. And um, this movie was good enough that it had most of the internet really angry about the idea of remaking it. Sure. So that's something. I guess. I don't something. know. We'll talk about it. I feel like whenever they mention cross the streams, though, I'm going to give an eye roll so hard. <laughs> because of Dan? Because <laughs> of Dan's yeah. revelation. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to press pause, go watch Ghostbusters, and we'll be right back. Um, um, uh, uh, um. Hey, first half listeners, it's me, Dan, your mid-roll host, here to talk to you about a very special website that I like to call patreon.com slash totesregal.com. Yeah, you like to call it that, okay, but that's but not what it is. Okay, to be clear, there's not a second dot com at the <laughs> end. Because that would be ridiculous. Be too many dot coms. And on that website, you can... Pledge your support through monetary means. Yep. And uh-huh. also receive mm. such things as a very long bonus content about candy corn. <laughs> yes. And what actual you... good sounding things can you get? Oh, um, a hat for Ooh. those cold winter months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sweet. I'm so excited to wear mine. I'm yes. also excited. I have worn mine. And it worked. A glass to use year round. Yes. <laughs> and some other would, fun things. Yeah. I so, would say that, may I just interject here that I think part of the fun of going to patreon.com slash totes recall, no extra.com, is that I think our tiers are pretty interesting and they're well worth taking a look. I agree. And also, I would love to be able to chat with these listeners on discord oh, so yep. uh please come and join yeah yep uh browsing is free on our patreon page mm-hmm. as we've previously established and there are some special tiers if you are michael jordan or Mackenzie x bezos i believe hers <laughs> is a goal if we want to get in the weeds <laughs> we oh, don't right i apologize we don't i apologize nope. never mind nope, so patreon.com slash toastergirl.com this has been your mid-roll host, Dan Jaquet, and let's get ready to get spooky in the second half. And we're back. We just watched one hour and 45 minutes of various kinds of iconic goo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I accept. Yeah, that's pretty true. Uh, I mean, it was a, you could almost say the goo was also a character in the story. Mm, the goo oh. is the fifth mm. Ghostbuster. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they barely had four, but we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it. Um, first, as always, mm, yes. we <laughs> do beloved segment um, 60 second summary, hashtag 66 some. Tweet your favorite. Um, second. 60 second summary <laughs> moments oh. at 6xsummom 
I love it. We'll uh, read them by ourselves alone in our houses <laughs> and nod thoughtfully. <laughs> and what nod is the going. what is the other hashtag for if not to tweet your favorite moments from the segment? <laughs> I don't know. No one's ever used any hashtag associated with six XM <laughs> as far as I have been made aware by Twitter.com notifications. So <laughs> get on it, Jack. Be a trailblazer, Jack. Get off your temple boat or whatever. Yeah, where eat you... normal meals. Are you talking to a real person right now? Yeah, yeah we yeah. are. Uh, and he's okay. on notice. Jack Twitter. <laughs> Jack Twitter. Jack Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's anyway, going to take the challenge? Uh, I was going to volunteer, but I think I remember I just did it. You did. You did. I mean, you always, almost always do it because you're terrible at it, and it's great. Um, but I can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. usually do it because I'm usually the timekeeper. Okay. Here, I'll be the timekeeper. Are you the timekeeper? I am the timekeeper. I'm keeper. the some master. Sure. You're the talk master. Oh. Talk master. Uh, okay, some. I'm ready when you are. Go. Okay, so, uh, we open on New York, America's greatest <laughs> city. Uh, oh, we are no. at a university that I don't know if they named. Uh, no, we're at a library, and a lady gets scared by a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> there's books floating. It's spooky. Then there's the logo that's iconic. Then we're at a university. Uh, Dr. Peter Venkman is a horn dog and is shocking a grad student at the same time. Uh, then Ray comes in and nerds it up because he's a nerd. Then they find the library ghost. Then Halfway they mark. Jesus. Then they get fired from the university and they become they go into business together to get a bunch of ghosts. Uh, then there's a bunch of ghosts because the end of the world is coming. And then the EPA is mad because there's experimental radioactive stuff in their basement to trap ghosts, but also like he doesn't understand it. He's just flexing his government nuts around. Ten seconds. Uh, New York's <laughs> finest is there. <laughs> goes to the Gozarian, comes into the world. They cross the streams even though they're not supposed to because they have to reverse the Protonic neutralization of the gate and or whatever. And New York is the greatest city in the world. <laughs> not so easy after all, is it? No, it's not. Oh. It is. As soon as oh. you hit that 30 second mark, you're like, wait, what? I was just describing the, the, the opening credits. Man, I missed. I feel like I missed a couple of crucial elements. I yeah. feel like you might have missed. You didn't mention the Stay Puff uh, no. Marshmallow Man. Like the most Barrett. iconic part of the whole movie. Or Sigourney Weaver's or s- entire deal. Yeah. Or what the fourth Ghostbuster. What was that? Sigourney? <laughs> Sigourney. <laughs> Sigourney. You know Sigourney. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> when you have an alien that you got to take to the hospital. Emergency room. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Got to take him on a Sigourney. I get you. Sigourney. Sigourney. Why is it Sig, Sig at the beginning? Yeah. Because Sigourney? Because S- I was saying Oh, because wrong. she was in Alien. Yes. Uh, okay. I understand God. now. I thought that wow, that was Dan. like some I alien. That's going to go better. Don't sue us. Huey Dewey did. So, this movie, Ghostbusters, that we're talking about, yep. um, came out in 1984. Ooh, Which I'm the year sure of I my birth. A movie. Boom, 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 boom. Molly did not guess. I'm sure <laughs> it's I not did. one of the four years you <laughs> officially guessed. Uh, but was the year that Beth K. Gibbs guessed. Yeah. Wow. Take also, that, everybody. You were correct. This is before your birth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. And so, Dan, you also, Dan, you were born that year. Correct. Wow. 
No wonder I was so into it. It was probably like playing the, the <laughs> night I was brought home. Yeah. Right? Or, but they probably p- took me from the hospital and my parents were like, you know what? Let's let's catch a movie. I heard yeah, this maybe Ghostbusters. You birthed during a viewing. You think Ow. so? Yep. No, I know well, for a fact I was born in a hospital and my dad fainted from all the blood and they had to wheel him out to check mm-hmm. for a concussion. Wheel him out Aww. on a Sigourney? <laughs> yes, I'm sure they did wheel him out on a Sigourney. God. Nailed it. Uh, so I was nine years old then, which is about the right age, and I'm sure I saw it in the theater with my family. Okay. Sure. Yep. All right. And I'm really hoping that my all the Sigourney Weaver... Uh, and uh, Rick Moranis sexy stuff went over my head. I mean, it definitely sure went it over my did. head. I, yeah. as, unless, unless Beth edited it out of the first half, like literally when Dan explained that to me, it was the first time I ever got that reference. Well, and it's also, can we, can we just jump right into this? Let's jump in. Jump into she's it. Because he's the key master and she's the gatekeeper. Yeah. Correct. Uh-huh. And I just, this time was struck at how uncreative that is because women right are tasked with being the gatekeepers like the one thing that would stop a dude from being able to have sex oh i see mm. right like it's ladies who keep closing the gates mm. and oh, that's sure. why you got to learn how to neg them and hang out on 4chan yeah i mean this was in 1984 <laughs> let's remember it. 1984 chan am i right oh, well, i mean uh, it was probably like not. one chan at most at this point <laughs> And it was well, just you know like what I'm a couple of note cards in somebody's apartment. Yeah, no, I know. Somebody's just writing, <laughs> women are dumb. Women bad. Sex me. Sex me. Uh, also, uh, there's, a, there's a secret agent inside the government named L, who is stopping, helping Ronald Reagan defeat the, it doesn't matter. That was hard. Yeah, it was. But anyway, I appreciate I, it. I get what you're saying, and it never occurred to me that that was also a reference to sexual intercourse. Like, I got... I mean, I definitely as a kid, I didn't get the sexual connotations of those two characters at mm. all. Because I was just like, hell yeah, fucking demon dogs hanging out in an apartment. <laughs> uh, yeah, real quick, uh, beloved segment, did they bang... Did they bang? Did they bang? Did they bang? Did they bang? Gatekeeper and Keymaster? Absolutely, right? That's kind of what brought forth the Gazarian? Yeah. Although, okay, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I think they at least like ghost banged. Yeah, like spooky banged. Yeah, right. Please expand on that. Okay, so I'm saying like it's just because of the nature of how bananas this is. Like it's possible that like the corporeal forms of Dana and Lewis did not actually have sexual intercourse, but that in the process of being the vessels of weird demon dogs, they maybe experienced, they had the experience of, demonic sexual intercourse but it not mm. not necessarily physically have sex with each other's bodies hmm. but was it okay so it's just the timing of it right that right. they happen to turn off the ghost guard at the same time that the what that that everything is unlocked ghost guard yeah i got gotcha. you um oh that's interesting i mean because uh dana Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver gets. Uh, she wakes up. When she wakes up when the ghosts are released. Yes. Um. So I don't know. I feel like that sort of like 
that's the sign, right? And that's then the, sign, um, yeah. the key master runs out. I was like, that's the sign. Because I think maybe it's implied, like maybe the implication is that like the sign, I think maybe the implication was that like the sign was like supposed to be a much slower burn because like thousands of years ago, they didn't assume there'd be Ghostbusters running around. So like yeah. all of these spooky creatures like slowly rising into our realm was sort of like the slow burn of the sign. And then at a certain point, it reached like the boiling point of spooks, right? Mm -hmm. And then that would be the sign. But then it happened to be trapped in a laser grid. And also, I think there was some implication that maybe like Vin's Clortho just chose poorly when it came to human hosts, right? Because mm. like Zool seemed like pretty confident of what she was doing the whole time. And I wonder if that was like because they take on some of the personality traits of their host. Because she seemed yeah. like pretty aware of what her job was and was very focused on that job. Whereas like Vin's was just still kind was, of a fuddy-duddy. Yeah. Is that kind of like maybe it was a commentary on the amount of lifting that men have to do versus women, mm. uh, both in the workplace of bringing about the apocalypse and in the bedroom. Right. And like the dude just kind of shows up. Stumbling through. And the woman yep. has to, you know, organize everything. Yeah, and, and like doesn't even, and she like puts on a fun dress and like has yeah. to doll herself up, whereas Vin's <laughs> she is just like running around. She just that dress, by the way. That was, right? I had the same question. <laughs> Where she like, I'm going to sew this from my curtains. <laughs> I mean, it could have been a Catwoman situation, like in Batman <laughs> yeah. Returns. Sure. Where yes. She had a raincoat that was made out of like. Yeah. Sheer. <laughs> sheer yeah. fabric. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe she had curtains or maybe, ooh, maybe. What would have been nice is if it would have been like if they had done some foreshadowing where she like, I don't know, like the lining of her cello case had that fabric oh. or something. Wouldn't <laughs> that have been cool? Very, yeah, that would have been cool. Very cool. One of the scenes she's just casually restringing her cello. Hey, which, man. I mean, I guess you could do. If, if you're you a professional. I totally didn't know that that's what she was doing. For some reason, I thought she was like sewing with fishing wire. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't understand what she's doing. Listen, if you're a it makes pro, a lot more sense. If you're a professional string player and you are, as we learned from Venkman, incredibly talented and the best yeah. one in the whole row, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> mess up those strings pretty fast because you're gonna be fucking shredding so hard. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that was an interesting thing too about how she comes around to halfway like him. Mm. Oh, we've got to talk about the kiss at the end too. Oh yeah, we need to talk about this entire. Like that seemed like it seemed almost in character, but also like <laughs> that was part of the issue, right? Well, wait. So, so wait. What do you mean in character? Like where like she didn't really seem like she was really all that about it, and like even yeah. he wasn't seem to be that sure that she no, was he about seemed it. Seemed not in. He was like. What what's it was the weirdest kiss I've ever seen on like screen. It, it almost seems oh. like maybe <laughs> it almost seemed like maybe even the actors. It was like Reitman just being like, ah, just kiss, fuck it, and they were just it's like, the end uh, of the movie. All right, you gotta kiss the end of the movie. Come on, we got all these extras cheering your name. <laughs> Ghostbusters. I'm Ivan Reitman. Yeah, it was a super awkward kiss. It really and it was. It did seem like neither of them were that committed to no. it, or even like it was like prepared not even two for ships. it. Yeah, yeah, it was like bumper cars instead of <laughs> mm -hmm. like, you instead know, what? snuggles. Snuggles? Snuggle cars? Bumper cars. Well, I was going to say it's like bumper cars instead, instead of, of grease like lightning. teddy yeah. bears smooching. Um, <laughs> teddy bears smooching? What are you talking about, I was just about, thinking, Molly? what else would you find at a carnival? You'd get a prize. 
and maybe that prize would be teddy oh. bears. And they would. Anyway, you don't listen. win a bumper car. You can't Got win it. at bumper cars, and then you get the car. I mean, bumper okay, cars Beth, are horny go than back teddy bears. And make this better. <laughs> maybe okay. like the water, the the water gun <laughs> where you shoot the little duck and make it go. Okay. <laughs> I'll go with that. Listen, what I'm saying is okay. it was a draft miss. Best. Yeah. Okay. It was a miss. And it was a miss in every way, but also their relationship was a miss. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. so the whole time for viewers who haven't seen this movie in a while, she has this what's charming about her is that she is uncharmed by this guy. Yeah, she like, like has no time for him. So much smarter than him. And uh yeah, she doesn't have really have time for him. And then you're supposed to believe that she warms up to him because he becomes famous. Mm-hmm. For ghostbusting, mm. which is like such a 4chan idea of why women warm up to people. Again, 1984 chan. 1984 chan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that plus he just kind of wears her down. Right. Like it's Ugh. also this idea of like just you got to just keep trying, get in there, yeah. like ask a lot. I don't know what the game's about. Right. I mean, he finally starts on some self-deprecating humor, whereas mm-hmm. he starts out just dropping negs on her. Right. But man, it's exhausting. That whole relationship is exhausting. And and you, why would they kiss at the end? I don't know. Except that it's the end of the movie. Yeah. And then yeah. meanwhile, so you've got them going, and then you've got um, Annie Potts's character Janine, Janine is really into. Oh yeah, she wants a bonds that Egon's. Egon. She wants to what? Get up, Egon. Get up, Egon's. <laughs> yep. She you wants to. That, so it sounds good. She wants to get. <laughs> I think you are all overestimating how good I am at editing. <laughs> she wants to get tender with Spengler. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> second draft. Second draft. Like that's she wants presented. to ram this Harold Ramis. <laughs> <laughs> she does, though. I mean, she does. She definitely yeah. does. Yeah, she yep. has an interest in him, yes. and somehow that either either it's that makes her less desirable as a human, or he's supposed to be just so oblivious. I think it's the second one. Yeah, but I, it seems I like he's so really too. rejecting her. I think he's literally just completely detached from reality. He's yeah. very into his science. He he's collects only thinking about that yeah, all the he time. He collects molds, something, and fungus spores. I think. Spores. Thank you. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, Molly, in the second movie, they do have a little more of a developed back and forth. Well, don't... I thought Rick Moranis and Janine got a Bonds. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. GB2. Shit. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because they're like swapping lipstick while they should be babysitting. uh, And then then Ghost Nanny comes... You want to talk about baby. You want to talk about banana sequels? Oh boy! Also, yeah, real quick, I'm very amused by um, Dana Parrott being a professional cellist in this movie, and then in Ghostbusters 2, she's somehow like an art historian. Yes. Her job changes. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Weird. Yeah, she works Maybe at a show museum. Explanation. Right. Yeah. Oh, arts and culture. You and know, it's all she's art. She's a scientist in, artist, the thir- in the new one. What? Huh? And she's a scientist in the new one, according to my memory. Uh, oh, yeah. She just walks in and says, I'm oh, yeah. a scientist. Lizzo's going to tweet that at us, right? <laughs> I believe that. I mean, I already forgot, so okay. on brand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Dana, though, as predicted, we've did crush. We've crushed. Uh, yeah. she, she took whatever was thrown at her 
and fucking leaned into it. Like she crushed being a perfectly rational woman, rejecting the advances of Dr. Peter Venkman. She crushed being uh, a like slinky possessed lady. And then she crushed being like a more shaky possessed lady who made dog sounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I thought she did great. And I liked her interactions with her, um, the other musician that Bill yeah. Murray's character can't handle the competition. Because yeah. he's yeah. a nerd, because he's yeah. had sinus problems. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I appreciated how full she made that character. Because I don't know that it was written to be particularly full. You know? I mean, it certainly was written with variety in that she gets to be possessed. Mm. But I don't know that her human character has that much. She does have a couple of lines where she teases him back, but a lot of it is just her staying the course while he derails. Yes. He is. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> mind. No, I don't know. It's fun. Well, he's just like, he's such a, he's literally his only purpose is just to be like, this is, you know. This is I just want to say, I listened to a lot of exposition about whether or not they banged and what happened with the. Do you think they banged? The s- <laughs> Who, her and the classical music guy? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Or certainly wow. that classical music guy wanted to. No, oh, I think he for had sure like wanted to bang. Yeah. Some yeah. dalliance at some point, but I don't think she took him very seriously. You think they like necked in the back of the... In the <laughs> or like they had one <laughs> Do you one mean too many like glass. they leaned their two cello necks together? Yeah. Uh, Beth, he <laughs> was either a violinist or a violist. Please show respect. <laughs> he could be Why a multi-instrumentarian. Was he holding an instrument? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. He's got a little... Blowing his nose like a nerd. Yeah. Okay, uh, Dan. Though, uh, in Beth's defense, all those stringed instruments have necks. So yeah, but she said two cellos. Well, but she meant two necks. You don't know that. I did I mean do because two Beth cellos, is very smart. But I also wasn't paying <laughs> enough attention to know that he didn't play cello. Look, I Beth, assume we, they sat know, next to each other in the orchestra. We know that you're a band nerd, and as we all know, there's yeah. an un. Killable rivalry between band nerds and orchestra nerds, <laughs> yeah, and that's why you're being so disrespectful. Stringed right now. instruments. Give me a brass. I'll tell you what that is. Yeah. We got, we got a soprano saxophone. We got an alto saxophone. We got a baritone. We got the other one in between there. Tenor. She's really wow. getting down to brass tacks. Ah, it's a contrabass. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. He wanted to bang. Yes. I don't think she. I don't think they banged. I think. Every man who wasn't focused too focused on goats, goats. <laughs> Every man who in the movie who wasn't focused on ghosts or being a government agent wanted to bang Dana. Yes, I mean Lewis she's got wanted to bang Dana. Great confidence. Yeah. She does. She carries she herself kind. very well. Yeah, very tolerant of all these goofs. Tolerant coming at her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's got a yeah, she's huge apartment. Great apartment for a cellist. Hey, oh she's in a professional New York orchestra, sir. Okay. But probably but yeah, it's, it's rent control, right? Or something. Well, I mean, it is a spooky, hey, haunted building, so maybe that's why it's so cheap. Yeah. Maybe uh, the landlord's like, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes some <laughs> crazy dogs come out of the top of the building. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you gas. You are types are like that. <laughs> uh, 
I had to wonder, I bet I was the only nine-year-old who saw this movie who was stressed out about the damage the Ghostbusters did to that ballroom. <laughs> no, they do a lot of damage to that ballroom. They do. But also, yeah. just a bunch of snobs, right? This is very much a snobs versus slobs movie, but also a sci-fi horror movie with ghost guns. Ghost guns, I guess, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that uh, classism angle. Mm-hmm. Certainly with the Rick Moranis running for his life. And is he, he gets to like Tavern on the Green or something? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and he like that. gets mauled by a bear dog and everybody's just like, well, my dinner's good. Blah, thank, blah, goodness blah. That's, thank goodness that filthy man is gone so I can enjoy my foie gras and my uh, whatever that beef dish is where it's mostly uncooked. Beef tartare. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, I've got veal cutlets arriving now. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I'm importing a, a bunch of illegal drugs that I'm going to <laughs> flood Harlem with and destroy an entire community. <laughs> mm, taxes. <laughs> um, Rick Moranis, speaking of taxes and Rick Moranis, um, yep. he, yep. he really did it for me. Oh I think God. of all we oh had wondered about the comedy of this movie, he of anybody made me laugh the most, and I thought mm-hmm. his performance was as fresh today he as it also was back crushed. in 1984. Yeah, uh, Toad says, "Remember, he is the star of one of the most well-received Toad's movies of all time, <laughs> Honey, I Turned the Kids." Mm-hmm. Um, he was great in that. He's great in this. I I appreciated the fact that he is like he's annoying, but he's not. How do I put this? Like he's not like he's supposed to be. Like he'd be, he'd certainly be a lot to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't make him like actually a bad person or like really even all that grating. He's just like this motor mouth oddball. I feel like, like he has cl- such a nice innocence about yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, he's well-meaning for sure. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't come across as boorish as much as clueless. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I like that also he was like clearly very nerdy and interested in um, Dana, mm-hmm. but also like he was having a party and there were a bunch of people there. Like he wasn't, he's not like a loner. Yeah. So I, li- oh, I liked that. I liked that aspect of his character. I mean, did you see his party shirt? Yes. I, I oh loved my his God. party shirt. It yes. was like a light purple with some shiny, shiny lines down yeah. it. And I was like, an accountant would have exactly that shirt. Such that would be their shirt. fancy party shirt. Yeah, I liked his tracksuit. It's kind of like, yep. is that velour? Oh, I don't know. Uh, also, I enjoyed the recurring bit where he kept locking himself out of his apartment. Yeah, really good. <laughs> Nails physicality every time. Like, it was such a good... They did a really good job of like laying the groundwork for that because it is funny... That the last time it happens, it's like at his own party. So it's just like it just adds this little <laughs> cherry on top of you. Just hear him as Dana's going in her room. It's like, hey, guys, it's Lewis. Like, I also <laughs> love the idea that he's trained himself like to hear in the hallway so well that even yes. with that loud music, he heard her walk by. Yes. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. What did, and what did he, God, what did he even say at the beginning? He's just like, Oh, yeah, he just like how he decided he was like his, I don't know, like just, yeah, like just the way his brain works. Just like, I'm going to be a gentleman and turn my TV up really loud <laughs> yeah. so that yeah. they blame me. So they think all the TVs aren't working is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> After he climbed <laughs> on a ledge and tried to disconnect oh, yeah. the signal. <laughs> yeah, he is great. He also has one of the best lines in the second one. 
where he's like testifying in court on behalf of the Ghostbusters, and he says something where like, I think it's like it's literally like the last statement. He's just like he says something like, "Also, I turned into a dog, and they helped me." (laughs) 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 And then. I predicted that Dan Ack would be my least favorite, but he actually had some lines that really did it for me. Uh, Listen, do you smell that? Gets me every time. That's really good. And like his couple opening lines about sponge migrations and like just like the specificity and excitement, he actually, he did it for me. Yeah, the dynamic between them was kind of fun because like he was a very good foil for Bill Murray and then... Spengler was so weird that he served as a foil for Ray. Like, Ray is already so weird, and then they're just like, oh, but wait, there's also this guy. I Yeah, and I really appreciated his, like, I don't know, like, 11-year-old boy energy in certain scenes. Like, when they first go to, like, the firehouse, it's, like, clearly just a piece of shit. (laughs) And he's so into it. And he's like, we should spend the night. Try it (laughs) out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, he did have. He was uh, way less annoying than I remembered. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Uh, way to was, put it. Yeah. And then Bill Murray was more annoying than I remembered, mm. and I was yeah. expecting him to be a little annoying, and then he was really annoying. <laughs> I wrote down what an asshole. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we had a similar conversation in the Groundhog's Day episode, where like his shtick is very much just like, yeah, it's this. He's just. It's always there's always this level of smarm that you're sort of like, oh, how. It's hard to believe he gets away with it, right? Yeah. As much as he does. Yeah. But that's kind of the dynamic of the movies that he does, or, it's just li- or at least the movies he used to do before he went in tr- mutated into sad old Bill Murray <laughs> yeah. and like reignited his career. I did like his like purple and green flannel yep. that he had. Yep. That's very good. specific. <laughs> I mean, he had, he had some solid uh, zingers in this movie. Like sometimes it was like, too many zingers, but some of those zingers were still real good. Yeah, when he wasn't and being I, a creep, I, I really right. liked him. Yeah. And, I just want to call myself out there because I just called you out, Dan, for being specific about a shirt and not three minutes ago. I was very specific about a party shirt, so I know. I know. I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna back slowly out of the room on that one. They're so mad at each other. <laughs> 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 Busted makes me feel good. <laughs> The, there's also another Ghostbuster, Ernie Hudson, which yes. Molly, you wanted to talk about. Winston. Yeah. yeah, so I, as predicted, did get bored towards the end when all the action is Wait, happening. Is this, uh, is this our beloved segment? <laughs> it's a beloved Wikipedia. Molly Molly Wikipedia. 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 <laughs> the movie, we're having a time. She starts to get bored and there's no text or email, so she opens Wikipedia and learns about the movie. Cha cha cha. Quick reminder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are still waiting to get three dollars from every single listener. Um, every uh, which single. Every single listener we have. Uh, we almost had them all. We got one, but then we also got one more listener. So if that's you, you have not yet donated. That three dollar donation also counts as your vote whether or not to remove this segment or completely replace the podcast with only this segment. Yes, correct. Thank oh, you for succinctly describing that. Yes. Uh, and I confess, uh, I did Wikipedia, but I, I ventured out a little bit. Because, what? <gasps> yep. Ernie Hudson wrote, um, I don't know, like an op-ed piece or a piece in uh, Entertainment Weekly Ooh. in 2014 that gave me some understanding of what uh, also Dan referenced in the first half. 
which is that uh, he took this job um, and it was really exciting to him because he felt like it was going to catapult his movie career. Mm-hmm. And he's a single dad trying to make mm. it. And he was so excited to get this role because the role was really meaty and interesting um, that he took half pay for it. Ugh. And Ew. when he got there, he went through like two weeks of rehearsals and everything was going great. And he had this like really cool backstory. Um, I got his former, I forget all the backstory, but he was like former Air Force and had all this stuff. And he shows up on page eight and he's there all the way through as the Ghostbusters develop. And then the night before they started filming, he got a revised script and now he doesn't show up until page 68. Ooh. And having just watched the movie, you know how few lines he actually has. Mm-hmm. Like, I think yeah. Annie Potts' que- interview question is more words than any of the rest of the lines that he gets to do mm-hmm. in the entire movie. And then, you know, so that was a real serious bummer for him. Yeah, no kidding. And he went to... Um, yeah, he went to the director to see if there's anything that could be done. And of course, nothing could be done. Uh, that was it. The changes have been made. Mm-hmm. And so he did the movie. And then, you know, people think about there being four Ghostbusters, but on a lot of the media and stuff, there are only three. Right. And then when they would do like talk shows and stuff, only the three showed up. And so he really got sidelined. And it was sort of a. I don't know. To me, reading it, I'm like, oh, this is tokenism before there was like a ton of vocabulary around mm. it. And so. As I was watching the movie, I was getting madder and madder about how few lines he had. And then I was like, oh, man, there's got to be some great fan fiction out there uh-huh. that takes that backstory he had. And wouldn't that have been the cooler Ghostbusters remake is one that more explores Winston. The story of Winston. Or the story of Winston. Winston Returns. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how B.A. would that have been? Is that to a have more Ghostbusters? Nice. I love it. I guess so. Did he? But, did it talk about him taking doing the sequel in your research at all? Because he did. He was uh, in the sequel. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and that was okay, but it didn't like launch his career like he thought it would. Mm-hmm. I, I think for him, it was pretty clear that the original was written for somebody else, yeah. and when they didn't get that somebody else, although the director denies that it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy, um, and the studio caught wind of having a you know, taking any time away from Bill Murray. Right. And, you know, I like watching it, how the lines are distributed and who gets the good lines and stuff. It's just like, man. I agree. I, when I saw it for the first time when I was watching it, I was really bummed out that he didn't show up until like toward the end of the movie. And he doesn't really have much like, because they don't like, uh, when you're talking about Sigourney Weaver's character earlier, I was thinking, well, none of the characters are really like, fleshed out characters you get kind of bits and pieces of their personalities as it goes on but you don't get like a big backstory on anybody no and um but like i feel like you especially don't get a backstory on him except for his like religious stuff oh yeah um which is an interesting part of the movie (laughs) yeah the religious stuff was all kind of shoehorned in yeah it, it did it felt like kind of like, why is this in here? <laughs> yeah, there was like some commentary, but not full-throated. So you're just like, what's happening? So like when the mayor greets the bishop well, or archbishop I, or whatever. MVP. One of my MVPs right there. Yeah, it's a real like wink, wink. I listen to you, but I can't publicly yeah. demonstrate that I'm listening to you. Yeah. yeah. 
but it just sort of hangs out there as a commentary in a movie that's not really about commentary, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it was probably partially just sort of like the joke is the mayor is some Italian dude. <laughs> oh. Right? Yeah, I guess. Yes, I don't know if you've heard. Oh. All Italian New Yorkers are okay. <laughs> I see. Uh, Got it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember even thinking with the new one, the remake, that I was sort of, even that I was sort of like a little weirded out by, it, I kind of had the same thought as you had, Molly, of just sort of like, is this still just the same problem where it was just like, oh, did they just feel like they had to have one black Ghostbuster? Yeah. Right? And they, they so then at that the point, that like... wasn't the scientist. Yeah. And yeah, Leslie yeah. Jones could have... I mean, it was the same sort of deal. She doesn't come in until later. She's not right. in the original, like, three people. And yeah. she's not... Yeah, she's not a scientist. Like, they right. could have... They had an opportunity there to be like, oh, we made a... I mean, the original made a mistake in doing this, and we right. have an opportunity to make it right. And then they yeah. didn't, which is... Not progress. Not <laughs> that is and stagnation. <laughs> I was reminded uh, by my wife, no big deal, while we were watching this, that um, there's another one that maybe this is why we scheduled this movie now. Um, but they're making a prequel, which they was supposed to come out this year, and then they pushed. Um, that's like children again that Paul Rudd's in. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a sequel. Well, it's not. Your Lady Ghostbusters. No, I know. But it's like, I thought it was like a, the legend of the Ghostbusters. Or oh, it's right? a sequel to Ghostbusters 2. It's like or the s- grandchildren of the Ghostbusters or something. Yeah. Man universe. We're back Isn't to the We're back universe. to Maniverse. And I think it's like Spangler's grandkids or some shit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Money, money, money. Print that money. <laughs> uh, but also go see it and then pay us for oh, right. advertising. Uh, <laughs> hey, whatever studio owns Columbia. the rest of Ghostbusters, give us money, but also wait until you actually release it because it probably got delayed. And also do another Lady Ghostbusters. Or just do anything else. Like just yeah, do an original movie. <laughs> why don't you, yeah, yeah, read some scripts, um, some original scripts, and then maybe like find one that you like that's interesting that's never been made before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then maybe like give a note of just like, hey, what if the black lady was the most educated and like most successful character? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or maybe pick one where like that's already true in the script. Yeah. Then Um, there you go. Job done. (laughs) Like they've already done the work for you. Yeah. So go see that movie. Yeah. And then that movie, give us money. Oh, give us money. Let the record show Dan made a very dubious face when he used the year 2021 for this <laughs> hypothetical progressive movie that we're talking about. Yeah, Up to you, listener, whether I'm skeptical about movies coming back then or a movie that progressive. Right. Mm. Anyway, that's too bad. And that's shitty that he got so screwed by the system and maybe yeah. by the creators of the movie, too, which are also the actors of the movie, except for Bill Murray. Yeah, I mean, you just sort of get the sense of like, because then in his follow-up, he was like, hey, I know I said a sort of a love-hate, but I, he had sort of softened his stance a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a complex, it's just a complicated relationship with this thing that you're known for. Right. Yeah. And to not only not get more parts, but to lose parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. Because he was still, he was iconically associated, but 
didn't right. get the money or the fame or the recognition in any other way except at like conventions and stuff. Right. That's yeah. just bummer town, man. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's he deserves bummer, a lot man. better. It is yeah. a bummer, man. A One bummer thing man. I, uh, you know, what's fascinating to me though is I felt like there were so many men in this movie, like even down to the extras, like mm-hmm. every person who was in charge of anything was a man, like whether yep. it was the hotel or the city or whatever, so male focused, mm-hmm. but it still passed the Bechdel Wallace test. When? Yeah. Uh, when uh, Dana slash yep. Sigourney Weaver uh, goes to, shows up at Ghostbusters headquarters oh, and yeah. chats with Annie Potts slash Janice and Janine. they have a very, Janine, Sorry. They have a very normal conversation. She yeah, says, do, I don't have don't an appointment. They? Oh, right. yeah, you've come to the right place. Nice. Yep. Boom. Good job, Dan Aykroyd. You are a feminist hero. <laughs> Boom, done, nailed it. Yep. The I was thinking about the relationship between this and Ghostbusters 2016? Maybe. Um, and how the... The line for idiots is like you remake it and it somehow ruins the original. Yeah. Um, and it's it's almost like the the fuckery around that has ruined this one for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, assholes like this movie, and right. it, it like makes me look at it more like why. And I can see why the type of person that would be mad that there's a movie with women in it would uh-huh. like this movie a lot. Yes. Uh, like Bill Murray, as we talked about, it's just like running the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's just like, as Molly was saying, like tough men. We scare right. the nerds and the women. Yeah. Now we're mad that there's a woman movie. <laughs> yeah. And that bums me out. Well, and it's this weird thing. It does. Yeah, it bums me out too. And I agree with what you're saying where it's sort of like it's harder to, when such a, uh, when such a, like, strong statement about something is made so vociferously and then it's like made by like the worst people then it's like it's harder not to like focus on the flaws of the original piece of art right and then yeah then i was also thinking like i liked this movie uh Mm. we'll get to it at the end right but it's also like for I think that group of people are probably my generation and, you know, other people who are now 35, where it's like, this is a movie of their childhood. Yes. And it's like, why, why are you digging so hard about a kid's movie? Like, right. this is a movie you saw when you were like nine years old and you liked a lot. And somehow that means it's the most incredible movie you've ever seen. Yeah. Like, kids mm-hmm. like bad stuff. And like, this movie's yeah. pretty good overall. Right. I like right. it. But it's still like... A movie for young people yes to a degree and just like to dig in so hard on like the movie you loved when you were 10 i don't know this is an ice cold take to say internet trolls shut up but yeah hey shut up yeah i also i think i am experiencing the same level of being slightly bummed out as dan is (laughs) uh and i'm still processing that yeah uh yeah because like there was the there was, as predicted, the uh, Bill and Ted disappointing, <laughs> unnecessary <laughs> misogyny when they're fighting Gozer the Gozerian, uh, oh, which right. I thought I thought I had misremembered. I was like, oh, nice, because he was just said, like, this chick is toast. I'm like, oh, maybe that's what I remembered. 
And I was like, all right, that's fine, whatever. But then, yeah, then they say something like, oh, let's show this supernatural bitch what this city's made of or whatever. And it's just like, okay, Peter. And then, yeah, and then when they, okay, when they take out their uh, proton packs there and they have their little saying about it. Oh, that's definitely about dicks. Okay, good. Cause yeah. they, I never caught good. that before this time either. That was also a gatekeeper well, like, key master thing up. for me. Yeah, and then the last one's make them hard. Yeah. I was like, what? Ew. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. Uh, they like yeah. shoot this. They try and shoot their beams into this <laughs> lady in her portal <laughs> behind. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then they uh. you know, vanquish her with their mighty, their mighty phallic beams, beams <laughs> by so, reversing yeah. the gate. Am I right, man? I don't know. I'm, yeah, reverse um, her <laughs> gate. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm floundering. I'm floundering. <laughs> I mean, lots of science in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Part of it is that it's like supposed to be funny. And so they're well, I mean, they're well yeah. aware he's a creep. They even say at the beginning, or he says at one point, you think I'm a creep or something yes. like that. <laughs> yes, like correct. they know, they know what it is. And they're, I think they're poking fun at it a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's definitely not perfect, but I don't think that they're like, look at how great this guy is. All men should be this way, but. Yeah, I mean he is he is also like you know on the other side like he is the hero of the movie he does like get the girl at the end (laughs) sort of sort of with like the worst kiss ever maybe I mean maybe that was on purpose to be like look this is not working (laughs) I do I do appreciate that in the sequel they acknowledge that like oh they tried to date and it didn't really work out and then Dana just like went off with some dude and had a kid and like it's been years since they've even seen each other Yep. Beth, you wanted to talk about zombies and their oh, yeah. relationship to okay, ghosts. Okay, yeah. When the at toward the end of the movie when all of the ghosts start showing up and scaring people and popping out of hot dog carts, yeah. which did happen. Nice. Uh there was a scene where somebody, a uh, Wall Street man, <laughs> gets into the back <laughs> of a taxi cab because it's New York, baby. Baby, yellow um, cab. And uh the taxi driver is a zombie. I mean, was and he just like a really solid ghost? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what a zombie is. It's is just a well. solid ghost. <laughs> but I was like, that's not a ghost. That's a zombie. But he's pretty um, with it, right? Doesn't he like... I think I was maybe getting a slice of apple pie. No big deal during that scene. But um, <laughs> Wow, New York. <laughs> apple York. pie. <laughs> Put some cheddar cheese on there. What? That's a regionalism from somewhere. Not New York, is it? Put a craft single on top of uh, apple pie. Tweet at us, regional heads. Where do they? Oh, Channing put... Tatum knows. I thought that was just a joke in that movie about smoking. No, oh, it's no, a thing. Do. Oh God. Okay. Um, it's all right. I've had it. No. Nope. Um, my point is he's um too mindful to be a zombie. Could be a could be a lich or a white maybe. I mean, he entered that <laughs> he entered that taxi through the exhaust pipe. Ooh, that's a great point. I didn't yeah. see that happen. Yeah. yeah, there was that there was that cut to the sewer where like a glowy tendril came out of the sewer into the exhaust pipe, and then the guy got into the cab. So it's like the ghost possessed the cab, and then I guess manifested as a skeletal cabbie. So, yeah, okay. I like dance theory. Okay. Sorry, Beth. All right. It was a ghost the whole time. But like, 
I'm not against there being zombies. You know, they may have just taken like a zombie character from a different movie and been like, hey, this will save us some money. We can pay for that song. It looked yeah, a little like the Crypt Keeper, like, um, like I feel like the Crypt Keeper is that zombie, but like at home in like a smoking jacket. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like he's there like lounging go. on the chair. But this one, he had like a hat on and he was like ready to drive. They stopped by the Gremlins taxi. too set yeah. and borrowed some outfits. Yeah, mm-hmm. you some pretty good undead uh, cabbie and Scrooged. Scrooge? Oh, really? Scrooged. Another Bill Murray movie, holiday yep. movie. Do you think mm-hmm. that with Joe Prado in makeup? Yep. Doing a favor for <laughs> Hank? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. I do Where think just like they're best friends. Exactly, they're best friends. And he's just like, hey, I need somebody. Joe! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need somebody to... I need somebody to drive this ghost cab, and you know, I, all the all the extras they they just don't look good in the makeup, and they don't know how to drive cabs. Joe, you gotta help me. <laughs> I can drive a cab, no problem. I'm Joe Prado. Oh, oh yeah. my wife and I were just talking about cabs the other day. Oh, our first date, I opened the cab door for her. She looks so beautiful. Ah, Joe, you gotta stop crying. You're gonna melt the latex off of your face. I can't stop crying. My wife's the best thing ever happened to me. <laughs> I think Hank is starting to sound more and more like Roger Rabbit as we go on. <laughs> At least when I do it. Please, Joe Prado. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hank was doing some work. Oh, man. Um, he was those, those hands out of the chair. That was that's legit. legit. That's cool. a good horror moment. Yeah, yeah that was that was the scariest part for me, for sure. And I, Yeah, I always get worried. Every time I watch this movie, I get worried those hands are going to grab Sigourney Weaver's boob. Yeah. And oh. then I'm like worried for her. They're like that's probably not comfortable. Like, and did they no have this conversation it? before they turned the cameras on? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm with you. And they one comes close, but I think it's, I think everything's above board. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for looking out for her. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, tweet at us, Gurney, if yeah. um, that was not good, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. If you need us to cancel a disembodied <laughs> zombie hand, I mean, that was definitely a puppet hand. Yeah. Yeah. Not a. Um, oh no, costume hand. Wait, puppets are costumes for hands. <laughs> That's why he does puppets and costumes. It makes sense. So okay, this. So what was a puppet in in that? Like all of the ghosts are puppets. Yes. And like the Stay Puffed sh- thing is a puppet, right? Because the best so. part is by f- far the angry face that that puppet makes. Oh my god, so oh, good. It's so really good. good. When he like snarls at them, but he's yes. still a ridiculous cartoon marshmallow. So man. good. Is Stay Puffed Amazing. a real thing? Great question. Molly? Not that I'm aware of, Molly? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, well, okay. Wikipedia fails I, us. I can Wikipedia. Too I late. Segment's to Wikipedia. over. Only Segment's if you're over. bored with this recording. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm pretty sure my wife and I, no big deal, my wife. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Heard of it? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> right, Heard of bit it. Tonight? Yeah, that's a bit. Uh, we were discussing that. We're pretty confident just by appearance alone that that was all shaving cream. That they just like smooth. Oh, definitely. Right? Yeah. Oh, the people. Yeah. That's uh, that's a pretty good comedy joke moment where uh, Bill Murray is barely has any on him. Oh, I yeah. I always appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I also appreciate that. How do we feel about the EPA being the villains of this movie? <laughs> okay, listen, listen. We don't have enough historical data to know whether ghosts just emerge. That's true. He's naturally. Right. No, that's a good point. Every like several thousand years. That's true. The record only goes back. 
It only like, goes back so far. Mm-hmm. So like probably they'll just go back to where they came from and our problem yeah. will be solved. Yeah. I mean, there were probably like a million ghosts floating in the air back in like, I don't know, colonial times when America <laughs> took kicked back the British, maybe with the help of ghosts. Yeah. Maybe these yeah. ghosts just love America. Maybe maybe we should instead of stopping the ghosts, we should be taxing them, and then yeah. we could use that to fund public pools. I mean, we should be taxing. Okay, ghosts, I got way though. off track on yeah, that last one. I love it. <laughs> it's fine. I just would really like a public pool. We should. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have public pools where we live, right? I yeah. guess I haven't been to one because of COVID, but yeah. Yeah, I yeah, can't go. Can't trust yeah. people. Teens, hey. Teens, don't go to the pool. Also, tax your ghosts. Also, teens. Um, there's a lot of cigarettes in this movie. Oh, yeah, so, there are. Yeah, yeah, there are. Um, just like... Fucking Ray is just puffing them down, man. Yeah. I mean, I they all smoke, but Ray is puffed, like... Stay puffed, am I right? What? Ooh, stay puffed, yeah. Stay yeah. puffed. You are right. You are right. right. And then yeah. all the, like, Secret Service, question mark? Like the white dudes in khaki oh, um, love those guys. trench coats. Like With the large. big walkie-talkies? Yeah. Yeah, love those guys. They all have cigarettes. Uh, they look great. Yep. Teens, I mean, do you think cool. he smokes in bed in a firehouse? I uh, certainly hope not. Yeah. I mean, he has Whoa. to smoke after getting a blowjob from that ghost. Right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> what? Were all of them getting blowjobs from ghosts? I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> I didn't take that at all. I didn't interpret it that way at all. Also, okay, what? that was a dream, right? It's unclear, though, right? Because maybe it was like ghost. Memory? Well, or like the ghost like entered his mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was like a psychic... Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> what is this conversation? Yours is so much worse. Yours is so much worse. A boo job, am I right? Yes, you are. <laughs> I love right. this. Leave this in. Yep. No to Beth. Leave this in. This is gold. <laughs> this is gold. We're men. We know comedy. It's all about this. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Beth's marking down the time right now to edit this up. Yeah. And to fire us from the podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. He She's was remake remake Totes Rico with all women. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, ruining the childhood of five years ago. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I never noticed he was wearing like weird like European military shoulder yeah. pads. Well they so. do the like boodaloo, 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 right. uh, video effect. So which I don't know, like like both situations are weird. Like that oh, scene yeah. is weird if it's no like matter in what. a montage. And he's getting an actual boo job. Boo job. <laughs> and it's also oh weird God. if he's dreaming about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird and unnecessary. <laughs> I mean, and I don't understand why it made it into the movie. I was going to say, I guess we're saying it's, the movie. it's weird that it's even in uh, the movie. I just, I just realized that is an actual <laughs> actress that played the blowjob ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she never actually like did much. She just kind of floated above him, and then no, I don't but know. like, mom, I'm in this movie. But <laughs> <laughs> it's true they had to figure out how to get the special effects so that his pants come undone. Yeah. Speaking maybe of special effects, wires? maybe the person who did the special effects was like, "We can't cut the scene. I worked so hard <laughs> figuring out how to undo a belt without." Any- I got Dan's pants to open on their own, <laughs> and you're gonna cut this. <laughs> That actually might be part I mean, of it. Are they trying as part of this universe that ghosts have like a sexual presence? What do you mean? Well, with the whole gatekeeper and their keymaster bit. Yeah, I mean I don't want to say that ghosts aren't sexy. 
But I mean, Slimer, I'm thinking, is asexual, right? I mean, Slimer's oh, yeah. just a no. potato that eats. He more represents... Doesn't um, he have a, a lady friend in the second one? <laughs> what? Is there a lady Slimer? Is There's that a lady Slimer. Does she have a little name? pink bow on? Yes, she definitely does. I'm going to look up Lady Slimer. <laughs> oh, careful. Oh, careful. <laughs> careful, Beth. I'm worried for you. <laughs> uh, but I was going to say, like, Zool and whatever Rick Moranis' dog is are not Vince ghosts. Vince Clotho. Yeah. They're, like, more demons. Yeah. And not ghosts. So they're... The horny energy is more like demon based, not yeah. ghost based. Yeah, I think the I think the official mythology is that demons are horny, ghosts are just hungry. Is that yeah. it? ghosts hungry, <laughs> or hungry for knowledge, like librarian ghosts? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just I have some information. <laughs> Please, her Please. name is Lady Slimer. No, she Crazy. has a pink bow in her hair what? and lots of makeup. Um, but also it says, okay, this, so this is on the Ghostbusters Wikipedia or wiki, and Please. it says, occupation, having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great gal. Is she in the second one? Did I just completely blank that out? No, she's, okay, she's in the 2016 one. Oh. They're like driving around in the car. So those feminists decided oh. to not give her a name. <laughs> Beth, you wanted to talk about uh, Reginald... The cop? Yeah. So um oh, yeah. in there is a scene where they're in a jail and they get let out of jail at that moment. I I don't know. Yeah, because exactly. the mayor needs to yeah. talk to them. But the police officer at that point in time is Reginald Vell Johnson, okay. who is also the police officer in Die Hard. He the plays guy who's F. welcome to the party? Yeah, he's yes, yes. He's he's out front in the cop car and he's talking yeah. Yeah. Um and then he also is the dad on Family Matters, and he plays a cop there. So I like to think that all three of those films yes. take place in the same universe. I and love he it is so just, much. The Regiverse. He's got like a crazy life going on. Yeah. So Ghosts the, and towers. Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to, let's let's talk What's on towers. Technology second. on that. Because he diehards what eighty seven. 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 <laughs> Do we either from LA to New York or New York to LA? Right. Yeah. I mean, it would make more sense if this happened first because just like, I got to get the fuck out of New York. This is yeah. crazy. <laughs> Do we think that, okay, here's what I want to, this was brought up a little bit during the movie watching. I feel like we should touch this more. Do we think that Nakatomi Plaza is also a ghost antenna? And therefore, do we think Hans Gruber is. A paranormal creature of myth and legend. Um, oh. Yeah. oh, are we talking about Die Hard now? Yeah. Okay. Maybe he, um, maybe he meant to fall off the tower so Whoa. he could become a ghost in yeah. order to. Yes, exactly. And also, EPA guy is in Die Hard and Ghost. Oh Masters. yeah, what? That's true. What really? part does he play in Die Hard? I don't know. Oh. I saw <laughs> <him on laughs> cocaine guy. Is that cocaine guy? He seems like he's probably a cocaine guy, yeah. Who is nice. like trying to make a deal and then gets murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like all right. Maybe trying to put the moves on. Definitely is trying to put the moves on. Well, this now is... we know how he became a ghost. So Whoa. that's going to happen. Second. And so he became a ghost. He works for the EPA and pretend that's what. And he's getting his friends out. Whoa. Wait. Whoa. He's an Whoa. inside Whoa. agent. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying, Molly. Yeah. You are presenting the theory. 
that cocaine guy is killed in Die Hard. <laughs> he goes to Ghostland. Zoo, no, Gozer the Gozerian is like, listen, I got a mission for you. You need to mm-hmm. infiltrate this particular organization in the U.S. government. Yep. I love it. Yep. Learn paperwork. Yep. Yes. And Ooh. then uh, let all of our comrades free. Speaking of paperwork, can I touch on my most MVP, my most VP? <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? The most. I'll allow it. The MST VP. Yes. No, the <laughs> VS, the MVP, the most VS. Wow. <laughs> oh the MVP is um, with the mostest. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Beth, uh, re edit this so I sound great and smart. Um, okay. My favorite MVP <laughs> of this movie is when uh, Ghost, Co- Ghost of the Cocaine Man comes to shut off the grid laser grid right yeah like a bunch of vehicles show up like there's cops there's like a a paddy wagon and then there's just this other car where an old man in a beige suit comes out he meets epa guy in the middle of the frame and just very authoritatively places an envelope full of paper into his hand and they like nod at each other and that is all he does and he (laughs) stands there with such confidence and yeah, such like poise. Judge's office. Here's I guess warrant. They couldn't have done that like before they showed up. Though. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, he did he call either. him? He's just like, listen, just meet me over there. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you who my MVP is? Please. Yes. yes. Uh, there is a kind of a montage where uh, the Ghostbusters are getting a lot of work busting ghosts. Yeah, and it makes them feel good. He makes him feel <laughs> And there's a news reporter reporting on the street, and there's some dude who yep. just stands there in the back. Yes. Yep, that is my, also mine. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. In a chambray shirt. Yep. I thought he was just in all denim. It was full it was on denim, denim outfit. Yep. Okay. So yep. good. And he looked so perplexed. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, you knew all that right? camera. Do you think yes. that he was actually, was he in hired extra to do that, to stand in the back like that? Or do you think that that was just some random person who happened to be there? Even I think he was hired. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 50-50. New York, baby. Yeah. New York, baby. Oh, look at the camera. What? I mean, it might have just been like a guy who like is on the crew and right. And it's just like, Dave, just go in. the, Just get in frame. Like, this yeah. is too perfect. Like, what are you wearing right now? <laughs> But like that is the funniest thing that happens. Oh my god, he's so yeah. good. He's so good in it because he just looks so earnest. Yeah, right. Like he seemed genuinely delighted about it. <laughs> right, but Those also like, kind of. I've done that. It's pretty fun. What stood? You know. Yeah, got in the background of a news report on purpose. Nice. Do you? I think like that is my favorite thing to see is like not the people who stand in the back and they're like waving because they yeah. are well aware of what's happening, but the people who just kind of stand there and like look like, oh, if I just do a real cash, no one yeah. will notice <laughs> right. that I'm not supposed to be here. Right, like they're not sure what to do. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, so good. Um, since we're talking about MVPs, I'd also like to talk about the series of MVPs that I had this movie, which were New York's finest. Yes. Uh, and I say that ironically because uh, it's 2020 and they're monsters and they should be destroyed. Mm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, but like every cop that has a line in this movie is so good. Like there's the one where the da- the dog breaks in or comes out of uh, Lewis's bedroom and wreaks havoc and all the rich people get it. And then like when Bill Murray gets the apartment, 
He's just like, what happened? The cop just goes, ah, some moron brought a cougar to a party and it got out. <laughs> uh, and then the next cop we have, I wrote all these down because I was so delighted. The next cop we had is the guy who accompanied EPA man down to the basement. And the yeah. EPA guy is like, oh, if he gets out of hand, you can shoot him. He's just like, hey, pencil neck, I don't tell you how to do your job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the last cop who is maybe my favorite, is like maybe the chief of police from the mayor's office. And they're just discussing what happened that morning when the ghost column exploded. And he's like, I know every form of combustion in the world, and I've never <laughs> seen anything like that. It's like, do you? <laughs> do yeah. you, sir? They're all good. Uh, they're all good. There's a very good elevator man mm, um, yes. who's my one of my MVPs. Yep. At the going fancy the hotel? Hotel, yeah. Just yeah. like... Big cigar. Yes. Again, oversized khaki trench. Yep. Coat. And just like very, I don't know. Oh, what are you guys? Oh, oh I'll take the next one. It's a good oh, read. I got a cigar. I'm a New York. It's a good line read when he's like, <laughs> I'll take the next one. Yeah. Um, well, if there's nothing else, before we get to um, how we really feel about the movies, we like to read a review of yes. um, our podcast, totrigal.com, mm. in the impression of a character from the movie, Ghostbusters. Ah. Yep. <laughs> and we have a review that wow. we will read. Um, is anybody feeling particularly inspired? Uh, I can do Gozer. <laughs> Yes, please. My monthly dose of (laughs) cinematic joy. Star, 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 star. Was that five? That's how it rendered in the place Dan put it. I never write reviews for podcasts. I'm a busy adult with many important things to do. But I can't tell you how much I enjoy these four stumble through the fog of memory to recollect the best the movies have to offer. Give them a shot. You won't be disappointed. Thank you, Lord of Pirates. Thank you, Lord of Pirates. Thank you. So nice. If you would like your review read... Leave it, and we will do yeah. that. Um, yeah, anywhere. Anywhere and tell us about it. I believe it's our policy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> Apple Podcasts, and we'll automatically know. Oh, man. Shout out to whoever did the voice of Gozer, because that, was, <laughs> that yeah. was a strain. <laughs> uh, we also have a voicemail line. What? What? And uh, we got a voicemail. Yay! How does one make oh, a voicemail awesome. line occur? Did that sentence work? Well, are uh, you, we signed you're up curious for about a service. No, 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 no. I think you're wondering how would a person how would one get a, make, leave a voicemail? Thank you okay. very much, Molly. Yeah. Uh, go to your phone. Okay. I'm there. <laughs> Open it up. Okay. Uh, uh, call this number, 612-208-9788. Okay. You should be greeted with a charming, outgoing message. Yeah. In the style of movie phone. Yeah. I love and it. I'm hearing it right now. It's great. Then a beep, and then just start talking. You know what, Dan? I didn't get a chance to write down that phone number. Do you think it would be at, like, totesrecall.com? I do think that. 
Um, so thank you, uh, Zoe, for this phone message. Hi, my name is Zoe, and I am a listener from Wyoming. And I just wanted to say that I really enjoy your podcast. You guys talk about a lot of movies that I've either seen or want to see. Keep doing what you're doing. I know that these are really trying times, but we'll all get through this together. And when you can meet in real life, make sure you eat a lot of pizzas to celebrate. So... I hope you guys have a good life, and thanks. Keep up the good work. Oh, wow. thank you. That was oh so gosh, nice and so not nice. like so much more genuine than I ever expected from our listeners. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we really appreciate that, um, and we appreciate you. So thanks so much. Um, thank you for listening. Yes, yeah, yeah. I really made my day. Honestly, are... you can tell us anything on our voicemail. So. Yeah, call it. It could be kind like that, or yes. I believe we have offered to be yelled at, which I don't remember agreeing to. But uh, well, yeah, it like a nice yelling at, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> like a Bill like, Murray yell at you. Yeah, like don't. I mean, I would rather not get yelled at in a mean way. Yeah, yeah. keep it cool, but keep it spicy. <laughs> keep yeah. it cool, keep it spicy, but don't like, like those uh, cucumbers I like so much. From. Excuse me. Oh yeah, those are good. Like a Szechuan cucumber. Yeah, real good. They're real good. Okay. Do you want to name drop a local establishment that they get to that you get? I it from generally get them from Han Dynasty in Philadelphia. Pennsylvania. Oh, well, wow! Um, wow they wow, have some wow. really good ones at Szechuan Spice in Minneapolis. Okay. Very oh, nice. Great references. Sorry, Zoe, you're not from either of those cities. <laughs> yeah, Zoe, feel free to call back with your favorite Szechuan <laughs> Chinese uh, place that serves uh, cucumbers in chili oil. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Or anything else. But like if you want to tell us why your childhood was ruined because they made a new Ghostbusters, just like put your phone down and break it because you don't deserve luxury <laughs> and get off the internet and go to therapy. Go on a walk. Look at a tree. Look at a tree. Identify a bird. Identify a bird and then look inward to yourself and realize that you... Uh, are just causing unnecessary distress for you and the people around you. Yes. But everybody else call. Yeah, everyone else <laughs> call us for sure. Yeah. It's fun. We really think it's fun to have a phone line and uh, we'll even not go off on these bummer of tangents every time. <laughs> no promises. Hey, you know what's not a bummer? What? Uh, we, I want to shout out a couple people. Ooh. Yes, please. Because we got some cool patrons, some cool and spicy patrons. (laughs) Um, So uh, I want to shout out Karen Trounce. Karen Trounce. She's pretty cool. And Shay Roberts Gillen. Yay! They are also cool. They are cool. They are super cool. Uh, Thank you so much for being patrons. Thank you so much. We appreciate it so much. Dan, uh, yes, sir. You will remember the uh, rating system for this particular episode is poultry. Poultry guys, yes. Oh, oh, by the way, Poulter, yeah, real quick, Beth. I looked it up. Poulter means um, uh, rumble. Uh-huh. Is that right? So it's rumble ghost or noise, noisy ghost. I love it so much. Rumble Isn't ghost. it great? Rumble ghost. Like rumble still skin. Is rumble still skin? Uh, no. 
Poltersilskin? Rumpelstiltskin is a well. Let's see. Is Rumpelstiltskin horny or hungry? He seems horny, right? You think so? <laughs> <laughs> he seems horny to me. He What's comes off as very horny. Yeah, he's got horny energy. <laughs> he like traps a lady in, in a. No, I thought someone else tower. trapped her, and then he was like, "Oh, I can get you out if you just do these things for oh. me." Also, they did. I mean, they did Rumpelstiltskin dirty. He made a deal. Mm-hmm. And the people were like, okay. And then when it came time for the deal, they were like, nah, I'm going to guess your name and then be done, right? But he made a right? deal under a very bad situation. It was not a fair deal, right? Because she was stuck in a room and she had to spin a bunch of straw into gold or they wouldn't let her out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like the so, parents were like, give me this cabbage. Okay, you can have our baby. I don't Speaking remember of the story very Speaking hungry. of spin, this is our spin-off. Totes Recall revisits. Totes Fables. I Totes love fables. it. I would absolutely do that. Anyway, I may be wrong about the deal, but he definitely has got horny energy. Okay. Um, so just to be clear, the official stance of Totes Recall the podcast, Rumpelstiltskin is a horny ghost. Uh... No, I, I'm not. I'm not taking a stance on his ghostness. I'm only just, taking a stance on just his that he's horny. Okay, great. Yeah. Which might make him not a ghost. Oh, right, we haven't really established that. Anyway, uh, okay. Poultrygeists. Poultry Poultrygeists. Ghosts. Geists. Poultrygeists. <laughs> Dan, you gave it four. Uh, yep. Worried about twenty twenty eyes, but you loved it as a youth. Yes. Et cetera. Et cetera. Yes. Uh, I still thought it was okay. Like, all the stuff that was fun about it as a kid is still, like, there's still a lot of fun ideas in it, right? Um, But it's also just, like, I don't know. It sort of feels like one of the, like, the 80s equivalent of one of the, like, bro comedies that just kind of gets slapped together sometimes where, like, Judd Apatow and his friends, like, get baked and it's like let's just make another movie fuck it and they like improvise for 400 hours and then cut a movie together that's still an hour too long yeah. right where like it's still like it yeah. can still be funny and entertaining but you're also just like oh this is not this is not like a well-crafted film <laughs> like it's kind of a mess <laughs> i kind of felt that way sometimes with this movie where it just felt a little too loosey-goosey and the pacing was a little loosey-goosey where you're sort of just like all right we get it like they're they have to climb up the stairs or like there's a New York is in trouble because there's lights floating around the air. I don't know. It wasn't as there wasn't as much fun for adult 35 year old Dan to be like, this is fun all the way through. And it also was very much like, yeah, I feel you, Dan, when you're saying that, like, it's sort of ruined by being like, this is what they were so passionate about. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say three poultry go- geists. Poultry. What? Beth, you gave it three poultry geists. Um, Rumble chickens. My ooh, rumble chickens sounds rad. <laughs> um, and my notes are unintelligible. So Great. anybody's guest. Geist. Any, anybody's guest. Anybody's geist. Christopher Geist. Is that something? <laughs> it is something. Waiting for ghostmen. <laughs> Mighty windy ghosts are ghosts are wind kind of wind ghosts, is kind of like a ghost. Ghosts ghost are show. wind kind of. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, save us. Okay, I will save you with my ranking of this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hope everyone's prepared for this. I'm on the edge of my seat. Free poultry guys. Wow. Uh, is that it? 
I mean, I can say more about it. I I found it to be entertaining. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't I don't think that it's like the best comedy in the entire world. And controversial opinion, I liked the new one better. I thought it was funnier. I thought there was more. Yep. But you know, it's also you know made more recently, and so right. maybe some of those jokes were a little bit um, more of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was entertaining, um, and I wish there was a little less Bill Murray and a little more Ernie Hudson. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if it was a little bit more balanced out, um, I would have given it a higher ranking. But that's my rating. <laughs> you hear that, Hollywood? <laughs> Balance it out, you idiots! Yeah, yeah idiots! <laughs> saying it for fucking decade now, at least. Yep. Now's the time. Reinvent yourself, Hollywood. Yeah, what else are you doing? Making Tom better? Cruise try to kill himself on a motorcycle or whatever for a million dollars? Yeah. Put Arnie yeah. Hudson in that. Or just make it. <laughs> so you Forget it. <laughs> We're too far in. <laughs> it's been a week. Um, I gave it three, and I didn't even write any notes. Um, I, I think I appreciate this movie exists more than I liked it. Hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad for a a ghost comedy. It's like a fun. It's like doing more genre e work than your generic comedy, which is like kind of what this is, right? Where it's just like yeah. put some funny people in a movie and they they goof around. But it's now we have like a pretty interesting premise on top of it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for all the reasons we've already said, like it just doesn't hit as well today as a 35 year old man which i am no big deal mm-hmm. <laughs> then i was younger three and a half i'm tired which half <laughs> poultry guys uh, oh yeah which half? it's um the left half wow oh. that is terrifying wow. <laughs> wow. that's really creepy I was gonna say to our listeners, feel free to give us a call on the um, on the hotline and guess at which point it struck midnight in this recording. <laughs> <laughs> the witchy hour. Ooh, Molly the Chase. horniest of ghosts. <laughs> Wait, the witch. <laughs> Who's the horniest of ghosts? The witchy hour. That's a time. Witches. Who's saying witches are the horniest? Oh, ghosts. are witches horny ghosts? I don't know. Witches are witches. Some witches are horny. Yeah, but no witches are ghosts. I mean, a this ghost is a, a real logic puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do we got? What did I say? Molly Chase, uh, what do you think the horniest ghost is? <laughs> I think the one that that gave the boo jay. Yeah. <laughs> to Dan yes, Aykroyd. Molly. <laughs> that is That's canon now, baby. <laughs> yeah. You gave this three and a half. Uh, you were optimistic, and you were hoping for a four. Oh, wow. So naive. <laughs> um, no, okay. First, I just want to give this movie like lots of credit for of its time, and also it has been so long since movies made original ideas mm-hmm. at all, and this is pretty original, right? Like This isn't like a Western with ghosts or something. Right. Like It's got... It's, it's, it's newish, and it's fun, and you know, I think all of the production design and just even the design of the car and all the crap on top of the Ghostbusters vehicle is so great. 
mm-hmm. and the logo is great. Like there's so much that's just really great about it. And I loved Annie Potts um, in it. And, and it definitely had some sparkling moments. I just, I don't know, man, I, I've run out of energy for a lot of um, just bro comedy. I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I, I get it. I understand. <laughs> I'm just exhausted. So I'm, I'm going to deduct, you know, I'm giving it two and a half poultry wow. half. Butts, because chicken butts are funny. That is funny. And I want a funny ghost. It's a ghost. So butt. it's like, so it's like there's two complete ghost chickens. <laughs> yeah. And then just a butt kind of floating around next yeah, to them. Yeah. Like a nice. fluffy butt. Like a, yeah. Like yeah. a feathery butt. Chicken butts butt. are cute. Yeah. Chicken butts are fluffy. That's, uh, t- okay. Totes recall, official totes recall stance. <laughs> Chicken butts are funny and fluffy and cute. Rumpelstiltskin's is horny. (laughs) (laughs) Teens, if you've learned anything from this, it's that Rumpelstiltskin is a big horn ball. (laughs) (laughs) What's the horniest fable? (laughs) There's got to be one hornier than that for sure. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You trying Uh, to think of one right now? Are we all trying to think of one? Riding Hood? What? I mean, that hunter <laughs> Child. is that hunter is Jack, though. Well, that's the yeah. thing. Those a lot of fables have children in them, right? Yeah, something like wanna... Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. Witches, horny witches. That's what I'm saying. But they're like horny for eating children. <laughs> oh, yeah, they absolutely are. Yeah, that's why they're no. a menace. Well, there's got to be a different one. There's got to be something else with no children in it. Billy right? Goat Scruff. It's <laughs> yeah. definitely oh, yeah. the horniest Joel's fable. Horny for some goat. And those goats are. Horny because goats yeah. have horns. Goats are known to be horny. Horny goat. I ain't afraid weed. of no goat. Oh! Boston makes me feel good. Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Jaquette, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the 15th of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening.